everyone welcome to anime jam session episode number 139 we are that podcast that talks about anime games conventions the fandom geek stuff and everything in between i'm dj ron mess i'm ari rockefeller and i'm mako chan and this time i've stored up i've carved off more space off my hard drive so that we won't have the same problem like we did last week yay moment of silence for the big chunk of your porn collection um, that that moment of silence went uh, happened about a month and a half ago, dude. <laughs> yeah, I had to clear up 60 gigs of space to make room for more anime, and holy shit, I don't know, I guess after watching Attack on Titan, it's like, my want to watch anime kind of kicked back in, so now I'm following, like, two, three other shows now, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put these shows on a flash drive, Take them to work and watch them on my tablet, and then I come to realize, well, shit, I'm idling too much on fucking Facebook to even think about watching this shit. So I'm like, watch it on the train ride. Yeah, after that episode, and I'm falling in and out of consciousness. I'm like, yeah, if I happen to wake up and find my tablet stolen or on the floor, um, nobody on the train is going to get out alive. <laughs> <laughs> We are live tonight, week of November 12, 2013, which pretty much means 11, 12, 13. Waka, waka, waka. Oh. Well, there, well, one person actually posted his Facebook post where it was the it was November 11, 2013, at 14, 15 o'clock at 16 seconds. That's wow. a little bit much. <laughs> That's a little nerdy, if you ask me. That's a little bit much. I don't know. I, I think that's just nerdy in general. <laughs> oh, we are. I said we are live today, the week of November twelfth, two thousand thirteen. Tuesday nights on the Vog Network at nine thirty p.m. and replays Thursdays at one. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. If you have a chat client such as Merc, XChat, or Chatzilla. You can go to AnimeJamSession.com slash VogNetwork. There is a link right there that you click on. That chat client will see it and bring you into the chat. Or if you want to do the old-fashioned way, it's IRC.GameSurge.net. And the chat room is Vog. And let me just make this update here. Done. Um, Like I said, this is our BlizzCon episode. And we kind of beat the other uh, Warcraft uh, podcast on the network to the punch, so... Oops. Sorry. <laughs> I know peoples. What can I say? And why is... And I just heard a giggle. Why does that giggle sound familiar to me? That's your new guest. Yep. Why don't we go ahead and fix this? Well, like I said, that giggle you heard in the la- in the background. If you have a if you have a good ear, like I think most most of our listeners do, that was Sarah from South Pizza Cosplay, who was on the show with us about two weeks ago to talk about AAC. So, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for having me back. Anytime, and here you go. As you can see, the uh, the crowd loves you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <sighs> well, guys, I think you got our crowd up, up and at them, so... 
I think we may have to have you on the show a lot more often. <laughs> Fine by me. You sound a little um, tinny there. You all right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. All right. So, and someone just told me to uh, turn on the check-ins, and the check-ins are now live. I have to. Re- I gotta redo the um, the outline and just slap it at my wall, and like while doing the intro, turn on the check-ins. <laughs> Alright, so let's go through the um, rigmarole of how's everybody's week and how and, and uh, everybody's day. So we'll start with the master of the written word, Ari. How was your week and how was your day? Uh, you know, most of it's been busy with work. Uh, thanks to some uh, shift cha- switching with uh, the co-workers, I have th- three days off in a row this week. This day and the next two. It, it'll mean I'll have to... Uh, you know, work an eight-hour day mm-hmm. for someone or work their shift when it's in the middle of the goddamn night. But, uh, you know, that's worth it. Alright, that's not so bad. Yeah, the other day, uh, like last week, I had to work for someone on the midnight, but when I said, you know, the 8th or the 9th, I'm, I'm never sure what day they mean because it starts at, like, 11 o'clock, but the, the majority of the shift is in the, the following day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit like that happens, which ends up with me getting home around 4 o'clock in the morning and passing out. I know what that feels. And like, having to get up and go right to work the following morning. Uh, turnaround shifts or clopin shifts, yeah. They're the bane of, of, of work existence. At the very least, where I, I was working... I just curl up in the booth with the doors closed because it was cold out. Yeah. Only occasionally opening for patrons and just watch TV or play on my DS. I, I would just huddle down and just hold up a sign that says, Drop coin here. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work like that, I'm, I'm afraid. I know, I know, but still. And they're looking at you kind of confused, you flip it around and says, It's freaking cold out, just drop the coin already. <laughs> Yeah, it hasn't gotten bad until today. Oh. Temperatures are like plummeting, like the high 30s, low 40s. Also, I've been apartment hunting too. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Yeah, I just gotta find someone in the uh, South Jersey area looking for, looking for to rent something, or possibly to get a roommate roommate and get something fresh. Or maybe rent a room for the time being, and then just build from there. Maybe. Yeah. Let me see how that works. Mm-hmm. All right, Mako. How was your week and how was your day? Um, okay. Hey, you sound uh, a hell of a lot better than last week. Awesome. I sound a hell of a lot better? Yeah, last week you sound like you are ready to kill. Oh, well, I still feel ready to kill. I'm just trying to go through my calendar and figure crap out right now. <clears throat> That's good. But my week was spent, um, let's see, party for my mother for her 50th, mm-hmm. and then making tasty noms at the house with you. <laughs> I think it's kind of scary that your mom was throwing out like she was 21. Yeah, well. What happened? She drank you under the table? DJ? No, no, it had nothing to do with drinking. It was a cash bar, okay? <laughs> My wallet is allergic to cash bars, especially when the bartenders make drinks 
heavier than Mako, okay? Yeah, that's because the bartender knows my mom. Yes, I think if I had one more drink, you would have had to carry me out on a stretcher. Actually, no, I would have been fine. You had to carry my liver out on a stretcher. Yeah, oh well. Now, your liver would have probably called the cops and made a standoff. <laughs> no, my liver would have called the cops and had me arrested for uh, for spousal abuse or some shit like that. <laughs> your liver is a pussy. <laughs> you are what you eat. Hey-ho! Wow. Rim shot down MP3. Just... Just wow. So what's that, a new record for how fast we derailed? Well, you're the one talking about... Yeah, let's just keep going. Never yes. mind. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> yeah, I kind of see myself looking around and realize I'm like in a three-foot ditch and there's a shovel in front of me with a sign that says keep digging. Yeah, let's just... Uh, yeah, leave it at that. All right, all right, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, that's my weekend day. It's just been work as per normal, and I realized on my DVR over the week that I'm like, there's a lot of shows I have to catch up on, and I'm not catching up at a fast enough rate. And I'm like, well, fuck. Shit, episodes of series I've been wanting to watch are gone, so I'm like, well, thank God for On Demand. And then I hear that now Comcast now charges a buck ninety nine for on demand episodes that you that you miss that are older than like three weeks or some shit like that. The hell? Yeah, that's what one of my really? coworkers said. I'm like, that can't be right. Um Friday we had to set up new users that were being transferred from New York into Jersey. And everybody is like, We're gonna be stuck here till eleven o'clock and I'm like, well, I'm used to this, but on the same token, I had to hop a bus down to South Jersey's, and I'm looking at the map. All right, what's the fastest way to get there? Take the train to New York, go to Port Authority, take the bus down. I'm like, that's kind of counterproductive. Especially since at the park and ride, there is a sign there for buses to Newark, but I'm like, I've never seen a bus to Newark. And then... When I when I came home from uh, from this weekend, I'm walking down the not the driveway but the path between both houses, and I notice my lights are on. And I'm like, who the fuck is in my apartment? Because I know for a fact I, all the lights were off when I left. So I come down the stairs, I grab my little knife that's my, that's on my keychain, and I just open the doors and just stand to the side you'd be like wait for it and I peek in and I'm like fuck there's nobody in here but then I look up and I notice as I've mentioned before there are like four lights in this apartment that's on a different circuit connected to a switch on the other side of my door that I can only get to if I come in through the main entrance and go down the stairs I'm going to assume they needed to come down here, turn the lights on, didn't know which one was which. So, drop my stuff, come back around, go up the stairs, and let the landlord's wife know, and like, just turn the switch off. Come back down. Five minutes go by. Ten minutes go by. The lights are still on, and I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to sleep like this. So I stare up at them, and I'm like, you know what, fuck it. 
I unscrewed all four of the light bulbs. And I just ha- and before the podcast, I just happened to stare at one of the, one of the fixtures and just turn it slightly. Yeah, they never flipped the switch back off. Oh god. Wonderful. Well, all the lights are unscrewed so I don't have to worry about, you know, lights on when I'm not here. We can't have that. And I, as you can probably tell, I have a bit of a cold, so I've been eating a lot of hot and spicy foods, kind of clear up the, um, clear the, the cavities up one way or another. So, yeah. Alright, so, Sarah, how was your weekend? How was your day? My weekend was really awesome. I was at BlizzCon all weekend. I just got home Sunday night. That's cool. My, my day today was pretty boring. I'm putting off unpacking because I don't want to be back in the real world. <laughs> I want to be back at BlizzCon. Ah, uh, the post-con funk. Yeah, post-con yeah. syndrome. If it makes you feel any better, um, I just, my bag from AAC is still here and it's still I still have a couple of cosplays still sitting in there. I still haven't taken my cosplay to the cleaners yet. I've been sorting my shit. It's like... The stuff I need for work, I can wash. Stuff for cosplays can go into the, the following wash. So I can have everything fresh and ready for Capsicon. The fuck? It's... Capsicon's like, what, three months away and I'm already getting ready for it? Yeah, you have a con before that, dude. Yes, uh... KatoriCon and MAGFest. So cons plural. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to cosplay to Katori. But uh Sarah, since AAC, what else have you been up to? Um, just BlizzCon prep. Ah, so it's like eat, sleep, sew, BlizzCon. Eat, yeah. sleep, sew, BlizzCon. That was pretty much it. Well, at least you didn't have to take your sewing machine onto the plane with you. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Thankfully, no. I made sure that was all done beforehand. That's good. Alright. Like I said, this week is our uh, BlizzCon episode, and and I know a lot of chatters have questions asking about it. Um, let's see. Hockey Common wants to know if you watch any of the StarCraft World 2 World Finals. Uh... Gamer girl is like going to Katori. Are you? Yeah. I think Anime Jam says she needs a suitcase. It says with the logo on it at the bottom. Have Khan will travel. Be the cover. Be the art for our next album. (laughs) That could work. We'll have to make sure we give Mako all the lead vocals. The big. That's a big double live album that everyone's been waiting for. Wait, what? (laughs) Live at Madison Square Garden. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what? It could work. Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Well, let's go ahead and take our first break, and when we get back, we're gonna jump into the thicket of things. So, let me go ahead and put things where it's supposed to be. There we go. So, until then, we will be back.
like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VogNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out the Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash the Brooklyn Otaku. All right, so anywho, I'm looking at the post I put on my on my Facebook about diet soda. That's that's something that's something special. Wait, what was this? Okay, I made a post about about diet soda, how it has like an odd strain of E. coli in it, and. The, the topic just got derailed because my friend Mike shows up and is like, cheese is also a bacteria feces. Welcome to the magic of nature. I'm like, stop ruining my shit. <laughs> hmm. So, anywho. Down to business here. Um, most likely by the time this podcast is up, the Indiegogo for Venus will be over... <coughs> about 54 hours left. We're at $5,487. If you can, please go to igg.me slash at slash love for Venus. If you can donate a couple more dollars to get it going, it'd be nice to hit like an even 5,500. It's, it's, it's just a thing with me and numbers, but you know, I am thankful that for everybody who gave and donated and spread the word around, so maybe we can just hit that. That would be great. And now we get into the BlizzCon 2013 report. So, Sarah, please tell us, what is BlizzCon? BlizzCon is put on by the video game company Blizzard, the people who make World of Warcraft, StarCraft II, Diablo III, and now Hearthstone. And they are also going to be doing another game called Heroes of the Storm. Which brings together all of, like, you know, the big players, well, not all of them, but a lot of the big players from StarCraft, StarCraft 2, Diablo, you know, World of Warcraft, like, the cinematic they showed for it had Nova, it had Kerrigan, it had Arthas, the Lich King, you know, it had Raynor, it was, oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> I saw that, it was a super deformed style. <laughs> So yeah, it's like a it's like a giant MMO now or something like that. Or it's like an RTS or. I didn't really pay attention to what it's going to be. <laughs> you two were staring at the character designs, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, um, you. I guess they're gonna have like extra skins for all the characters. Just it's gonna be pretty cool. Mm. The way you described it has me thinking of like. King of Fighters, you know, you have like different characters from different fighting games coming together, and it's like you got a good thing going, and then you just destroyed it. But you know, yeah. So, so how many days was this convention? 
Only two. Two? It was Friday and Saturday only, yeah. I don't know, I think, t- oddly, I think it's me, it kind of makes more sense to make it, it should be more like a Saturday-Sunday time instead of a Friday-Saturday, but... I, yeah, I always thought it was longer than that, like, three to, at least three days. That's Not four, th- but, you know, three. That's what I thought, too. No, only two. Well, maybe next year it'll be three days. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. Alright, Rageinator says, Heroes of the Storm is Super Smash Brothers Blizzard style. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good way of putting it. Well, looks like there'll be another fighting game in the, in the gaming rooms now. I don't know. Uh, Sony tried their hand with the Smash Brothers knockoff, and it was uh, passable at best. You mean PlayStation All-Star Battle Royale? That game was garbage. That game was, re- was garbage. I'm sorry. I imagine it must have been sticking in their cross so badly that the fact that they couldn't use... They, they, that a Nintendo got the snake before they did. Yeah. I mean, Sony Smash Brothers was something special. I mean, they did, after all, give away the Vita version for free if you bought it for PS3. So, great <laughs> job, guys. Great job. We're not here to uh, talk about that, so... That's next week. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we can go a solid hour bashing it, but that's not what we do, so... So, Sarah, what made you want to go to BlizzCon? Um, what didn't... More likely, what wouldn't make me want to go to BlizzCon? Oh, I've boy. been playing World of Warcraft since 2005, and... BlizzCon this year actually fell on my anniversary of picking up the game. I started playing November 4th, 2005. I recently looked up my billing history and was like, when did I start playing? So you got the the Bloodstone, didn't you? The what? That, That lifetime deal or something like that they were advertising or something like that some time ago. Oh, no. I never got that. Okay. I think a couple of people over at OLR got that wink wink nudge nudge Rob. <laughs> but um uh, please go on, I'm sorry. Um but yeah, so I as soon as I heard about BlizzCon in like two thousand five, two thousand six, I was like, Oh, I really wanna go to there. That looks so cool and I just I never had the chance to go. I had no idea when it was going to be. You know, and then so last year when I moved out here to Las Vegas, I was like, all right, there's no BlizzCon for 2012. I'm going to go in 2013. And so, like everybody else, I sat on my computer, hit the F5 button for like 10 minutes, waiting for the tickets to go on sale in the first round. And I sat in queue for 10 minutes before my number came up, and I got my ticket. And I was like, yes, I'm going to BlizzCon! And um, since I cosplay, I decided to enter the costume contest this year. And so, for the past, like, three months, I spent all of my free time working on my costume contest entry. Pretty special. Which was my big thing for going to BlizzCon. So, you know, while you're sitting there hitting F5, you know, waiting for it to refresh, (laughs) it was something like this in the background? Yes. 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 <laughs> oh God. 
You would that is deeply ingrained. You would think that would be the first one that will pop up when you YouTube search it. Nope, it's the <laughs> original version. Yes, as you were hitting F five for BlizzCon tickets, people all over the country were doing the same thing for PAX East, to the point where the servers were brought to their knees. Yep. Alright, joke's over. <laughs> <coughs> Alright, so... Let's see, what the hell... God damn it, Rageinator! Go to the chat room, and he says, Too bad there's no porn convention right next to BlizzCon, and have it called JizzCon. Oh. That sounds like a knockoff porno title. You probably didn't see that image I posted on my Facebook yesterday, did you? You're gonna have to be more exacting nope. than that. It was a it was a Pepsi logo. It says something, and from the angle, it says it said Pepsi. Have more jizz in your morning. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I saw that. I don't think I saw that. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, it's a reason why I drink Coke. But anywho. And Hockey Common follows up with BlizzConpocalypse now. Well, yeah, yeah. So, tell us how Friday went down. Friday was pretty cool. That was the big day of the convention, you know, the day of the costume contest. Um, I got up pretty early since I got in late Thursday night and didn't have a chance to pick up my ticket. And so I went and I got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I went then went to check in for the costume contest because it's pretty intense signing up for the costume contest. They had, I think, quite a... F- I know they had quite a few entrants, mm-hmm. but they can only choose 100. So, you know, it's... You're lucky if you get it. I was one of the first 100 to sign up, so I was in the costume contest. And, you know, I got my confirmation email, congratulations, you know, blah, blah, blah. And at the convention, you know, you have to check in or else your spot will be given to someone else on the wait list. And so I went at the predetermined time, got all checked in, got my time for the... um, judging and then i just kind of you know hung around took some photos with people watched the opening ceremonies watched them announce warlords of draenor which is so exciting like they're basically rehashing world oh yeah warcraft 2 basically we're going back in time to when the orcs are first taken over by the um burning legion and you know make their alliance with them before they start the third war and come back to Azeroth when they just completely obliterate the Draenei. So we're going to be able to see what Draenor looked like before it became Outland in World of Warcraft. This is really exciting for me. I'm a huge lore freak, and I love the Draenei. I love the backstory of the orcs. So I'm excited to, you know, see the origins of where all this is coming from. So how bad? So how hard were you clutching your pearls at this? Oh, pretty hard. Although I... Because of the leak, so to speak, of um, the name Warlords of Draenor, 
I knew that this was going to be the next expansion. I kind of figured time travel would be part of it. But I'm excited for the changes they're going to be bringing because it means we're actually going to see Alaria and Terelion before they got lost. And I think that there might possibly be a way for us to bring them back to the present um, in World of Warcraft through this. I'm hoping. Wait, what about a DeLorean? <laughs> oh, no, Alaria and Terelion. They're okay. two characters who played a very huge part of uh, the fight against the orcs and the Burning Legion. It, it's kind of interesting, because when they, I heard about Mists and Pandaria, and <laughs> I'm hearing the description of it, because I am a fan of Ronma one half, I'm picturing a bunch of lazy-ass Genmas <laughs> in Panda form trying to fight with Ronma screaming, What the hell is your problem, Pop? <laughs> I'm just terrible. <laughs> yeah, Pandaland didn't quite turn out that way. Fair enough, fair enough. So, how was the costume con? Was there costume costumes just like any other contest at other conventions, or was it different? Or it was a little bit different. Um, this was my first time competing at BlizzCon, and only my second time competing for like actual costume competition yeah so on my second time in general so it was definitely a different experience than what I had gone through before before I had competed at an anime convention and that was all about the craftsmanship mm. here it's not just about the craftsmanship the judges you know want to see you in character if you're cosplaying a character from lore like I cosplay Jaina Proudmore Jaina is a very very proud woman like her last name implies mm -hmm. but you know she's very independent she's very strong she was pretty much a queen in her own right before um yeah before garage hell scream dropped a mana bomb on theramore so all right <laughs> um we're, we're, we're figuring it out as we go along don't don't worry don't worry we're not, we're not all of that lost so but yeah um. Oh, hold on. Mm -hmm. Really obnoxious ad going on here. Okay. That's Got why, we, that's why um, we have ad blockers. <clears throat> but yeah, like you know, they wanted to see me like you know, all and proud and just. It was not just about your craftsmanship. It was about bringing that character to life. How well you can like play that, that character. Gotcha. Okay. All right. It's like that level of Naruto-tardness, but you're not being a tard, you know? It's like, you just know when not to cross the line, per se. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Alright, so, how did you do in the contest? I did not place. Boah. I've seen your work. You should have placed, damn it. Honestly, um, it kind of felt like one of those things where the judges we're really looking for something very specific and this year based on the winners it was mostly they were looking for armor like that's really what a lot of it was about hmm. was judges wanted to see armor so and the winners were all absolutely amazing i wish that there had been more places because I feel like there were other people who also should have been more recognized for their armor work. But, you know, there's always next year. 
Hey, ain't so. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, next year I am pulling out all the stops. I feel like I didn't challenge myself enough with this costume this year. I kind of played it safe. <laughs> so next year I'm doing armor. I'm doing my Druid's uh, transmog set, which is mixture of Tier 5 and Tier 6. So... Lots of leather work, lots of warbler, LEDs, prop making, just everything. Mm. <laughs> everything under the sun, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I can see you just walking right <laughs> in. Sewing machine is right there, like, you you just ready to just bust this out, like, ain't nobody going to stop you. Well, it's going to take me a few months to get this done, mm. at least, because... It's a very textured piece, mm. so you know there there's a lot of like leaves on it. There's a lot of bark. She's a druid, so it's very earthy feeling. So you know, just all kinds of nature stuff on it. So that's gonna take quite a while to do. Okay, good, because you better have the eye of the tiger to get this done. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, I can't help myself. <laughs> well, of okay. course you can't. And I think if I do yes, it one definitely, more... Definitely we'll have the Eye of the Tiger playing while I'm working on this. Eye of the Tiger, the moment of truth, I'll make a man out of you. Probably half of <laughs> Michael Jackson's uh, discography. Journey, you know. Don't stop believing. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. No, I can just see you just... Bust right in. You got BC Boys playing in the background. Perfect. Sold. We have a winner. To your left. <laughs> yep. To your left. To your left. All right. So what other events were going on on that Friday besides the uh, contest? I believe Friday was also the StarCraft II tournament. Um, I believe. I forget if the, I think the live raid was Saturday. But yeah, I think the StarCraft II tournament was Friday. Um, all weekend they had, like, I think, open Hearthstone beta for people who wanted to come in and test it out who didn't have access to it yet. Mm -hmm. They had, like, the new upcoming expansion for Diablo 3 as playable demo, and they had Warlords of Draenor as a playable demo, and all weekend they had a sound booth where you could do your own voiceover <coughs> for a World of Warcraft scene, a StarCraft 2 scene, or a Diablo 3 scene. Well, I think it's a good thing. It was done by uh, Blizzard instead of like uh, uh, the the normal dudes that do like the hentai dubbing because it would be quite interesting. Yeah. Well, they pre-picked a scene for you and yeah. what they did was they gave you a script to work off of and you could choose to either follow that script or do your own thing. And what did you do? <laughs> I went in with my friend Jessica and we did the World of Warcraft scene which was um, Wrath of the Fire Lord from the Firelands trailer back in Cataclysm and it was Agra, Thrall and Ragnaros and I decided to have fun with it Jess was fairly serious and I was just like, I can't take this seriously. I've been watching Ragnaros since Vanilla. And so I turned Ragnaros into a murloc. <laughs> and <laughs> Thrall sounds like a squeaky little Minnie Mouse. So what is this video did you link us to? Um, the video I linked you is the voiceover. 
that because after you finish recording it, uh, Blizzard actually puts it to the video to, for you, and at the end, once they're finished with that, they give you a USB flash drive that has your voiceover that you get to keep, okay. and this is all free. Okay, I'm, I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this. <laughs> been at this for days, Goal. You must rest. The elements remain silent, Abra! How can I help them if they won't speak to me? Everyone has their limits. Look around you! This world is dying! I can't have my limits! When will you see that you cannot carry this burden alone? Wow. Um, okay. That from one from from the one minute mark on, I felt like Charlie Brown going. What did she say? What did she say? Yeah, I decided to turn Ragnaros into a Murloc. <laughs> I just I couldn't take it seriously. World Murlocs are hilarious. Yeah. It's World of Peanuts Warcraft, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> see, now you and Mako Chan gotta do a dub project. I I I I gotta see that now. <laughs> I've got to see that now, so now, now did you, now anything happened like Friday anything go on Friday night? Um, I know that Newegg had a party. Ooh, I love those guys. Yeah, Newegg had a party. Wow had a had a party. Oh gosh, there were so many companies there and websites that had parties all weekend long. I did not attend any of them because Friday night was the costume contest, mm-hmm. and by the time they had announced all the winners and everybody was, you know, coming down from what we were doing backstage. It was after the time that they were allowing people into the parties, so <laughs> it was just kind of, I spent all day stressing about this, you know, costume contest and getting ready for it, walking across that stage. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. <laughs> that was pretty much the consensus for Fair most enough. of us. Fair enough. And it's like, well, you mentioned Newegg. The first thing that came to mind, Newegg. 
I they own part of my soul with all the computer stuff I bought from them over the years. Well, at least your <laughs> your soul isn't owned by Apple. Ooh, no, not yet. When I build my Hackintosh, maybe. Hmm. <clears throat> so, okay, so how did Saturday go down? Saturday was pretty quiet for me. Mm-hmm. I did not dress up. Well. Kind of. I dressed as an Alliance fangirl. I made a dress in about three or four hours, and one of the other cosplayers, the um, Varian Rin, who was very tall and had the really cool Charlemagne weapon who walked on stage, cast some extra medallions, and he was nice enough to send one to me. That's cool. And so I turned it into a hairpiece. I put some sparklies on it, and I walked around with a matching blue dress. And I was like, "I'm an Alliance fangirl." <laughs> well, the, well, were, were you screaming like a like a drooling fangirl or no? No, I was a subdued fangirl. So someone, so somebody, so let me guess. When you started screaming, someone showed up with the ether and's like, "Calm down, shh, shh, shh. it'll be okay, it'll be okay." <laughs> shh, shh, shh. <laughs> No, I was also playing Handler for my friend Jessica, who was dressed as a ten tier ten rogue, so she couldn't really see all that well ah. out of her mask. So I was helping her get around a little bit and holding her stuff. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I also went to the Epic Cosplay New Panel. Well, half of it we missed the first half because we were doing something. Oh yeah, we went to the movie. Um, the World of Warcraft movie panel. That was amazing. I know a lot of people are really skeptical about the World of Warcraft movie, but honestly, I am very excited about it now after having seen some of the concept art and hearing the director talk about it, realizing who the director is. Who is the director, by the way? I don't remember his name, but he did the Golden Compass movie. Oh, I've heard of that. I wanted to see that. It's really a good movie. Um, I am a huge fan of the Philip Pullman books, His Dark Materials, and I read them in middle school. I read them in high school. They're some of my favorite books, and I feel that the movie adaptation was beautifully done. I think that he did a really great job keeping it very close to the source material. He's also a huge WoW fan, like, and also Chris Metzen, the guy who's pretty much in charge of most of the lore for World of Warcraft, is having a huge hand in this. But the director actually, while he was filming um, The Golden Compass, would have them take breaks so that he could raid with his guild in World of Warcraft. (laughs) So, you know, it's great to have somebody who's so passionate about the game working on it. They understand the fans. They understand what we're looking for. You know, just different things like that. And I believe it's Uther... And Durotan, who had the legendary fight in uh, Warcraft lore, they are going to be part of the movie. And we are going to see Dalaran, you know, after it has been risen up into the sky and before it moves up to Northrend to where it is now. Mm. Like, we're going to see so many familiar places. Like, the concept art is absolutely gorgeous, and I can't wait to see this movie now. I'm so excited for it. And I really, really hope other Warcraft fans are as well, because it's looking really good. All right, the director's name is Duncan Jones. Okay, there we go. I remember at one point, <clears throat> I think Uva Ball had had a expressed interest in directing a 
World of Warcraft movie, and you, you do, Blizzard essentially told him to fuck off. You do realize he, he would get hung from a tree. I mean... Which is why they told him to fuck off. I, yeah, because we... Remember the Dungeons & Dragons movie, mm. and then you had, we boiled to some medieval movie and with, with Tom Selleck. That, that's all I remember. He also did a really shitty adaptation of Alone in the Dark and the House of the Dead. And Postal. Some people have no tastes. <laughs> and if we go to the chat room real quick at live.vognetwork.com, Rageinator says, new show idea, all in the Murloc family. <laughs> Can you just picture two Murlocs singing the opening theme? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Sorry, I nearly ripped my throat apart. It was, it was a Murloc singing the theme to a All in the Family. One, that's another horrible crossover. I hope never to think about again. It's there. This there's Ari. There's this thing called YouTube where people will post their most outlandish shit. Yes, I've seen it. Yes. So the fact that I you can't s- unsee it. The fact that you said that, don't be too surprised. Something somebody actually did that. <laughs> oh. Remember, there are all there are all those slam jam uh, mashups. Yes, and we've been heard throwing, most of them. We've been because somebody keeps playing them. I we've like been attacking them. Each other with the various different mixes of them, and you you can tell me pain. What pain? I actually like these. Yes, I like the Slam Jam ma- mashups. <laughs> Especially the Attack on Titan one. I mean, come on. They... Wait, there's an Attack on Titan one. Yes, I've played that one. It showed. It showed. They made Charles Barkley into a friggin' Titan. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, if you look, if you Google uh, Slam Jam Attack on Titan. Is either the first or the second video. Oh, here's a better one for you. Oh, God. Char- like, the, the last scene, like, Charles Bucket running up to attack the colossal titan who is Dikembe Matombo. And just like, no, no, no. That, like, that, swats him away, like, not in my house. That's a bad anime skit waiting to happen. <laughs> bad? <laughs> or awesome. Derailed. Again! Yeah. At King's Highway. Okay, Rachel goes rule thirty four, followed by Dungeon Buster. War is good for business. War is always good for business. Okay. And now. also on Saturday, um I was able to meet Christy Golden, who has written two the last two um expansion transition books. She wrote Shattering. The Prelude to Cataclysm and Jaina Pridemore, Tides of War. And she actually signed two books for me and she was really nice. Like she's also announced that she is doing the next transition book. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. Reading her stuff is always a huge, huge pleasure and a joy. She's also a World of Warcraft player. Ah. That's good. Yeah. She let me fangirl about Jaina. Hey, you got your picture with her, right? I did. I did get a picture with her. There she was very go. nice about that. I was like, would it be okay if I got a picture with you? I'm sorry. I know you're busy. She said, no, it's okay. So she came around and we got a picture together, which was really cool. Instant squeeze. 
Yep. <laughs> All right. So, as um, we go back to the chat real quick. Um, I think yeah, Hockey Comet had mentioned the StarCraft Two tournament. Mm-hmm. According, <laughs> ac- see. Let's see. According to him, he said the the tournament consists of fifteen Koreans and a single Swede. Yep. You okay. Know to prove your word to a woman you want to marry in South Korea, you have to defeat her father in StarCraft. I mean, part of me is like, this can't be serious. But on the same token, in South Korea, StarCraft has its own channel, so it's like, well, fuck it. Something else I saw. The mm-hmm. like. I was re- watching some TV program on it. I think it was like on Discovery or something. But uh, maybe on on YouTube somewhere. They were interviewing this like professional like StarCraft team. Can't believe I said that sentence. But uh, well, it's not like you said, what... twerk team. StarCraft team. Mm. Anyway, I didn't know what I found more bizarre: the fact that they that they measure their uh their skills and abilities and what it's called APM actions per minute. Yeah. Or the fact that some people's APMs can get over 300. Um, yeah, 300 <laughs> actions per minute in the game. Um, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty fucking insane, I know. Uh, you okay over there, DJ? <laughs> I- I'm trying to wrap my head around... Around that <laughs> three, uh, the f- it, it, it's, it, it's it's like going to see Dragon Force live in concert. You're enjoying the concert, but you're trying to see how fast they're strumming the guitar, and it's like your mind is fucking boggling. It's like it's you know they're not you know they're moving their hands, but it's like it's going so slow. But I know it's going fast. Welp, is all I gotta say. Yeah, I didn't really pay much attention to the tournaments. I probably should (laughs) have. Alright, so, what were your highlights? Well, honestly, when we go to anime conventions, most of us don't even, um, go to the, um, tournaments, really. We pop in, we see what's going on, then we leave. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um, what were your highlights of of the convention? For me, the biggest highlight, I think, was meeting everyone who I'd been talking to for the past couple months in the um, BlizzCon costume discussion group. Yeah. Like, they're all a really great, supportive bunch of people, and we had so much fun. You know, just, we would have these little Skype sessions where we would call Stitch and Bitch. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) And, like... One thing I've really noticed about the anime cosplay community is people tend to be kind of catty. Only kinda. Okay, I'm trying to be nice here about it. Sarah, <laughs> They're Sarah, incredibly Sarah, bitchy. Sarah, um, you... And I found the complete opposite with a lot of the people who were competing at BlizzCon or even just, you know, wearing a costume. Everybody was so supportive. We traded tips with each other. You know, we were all... It was just a really positive environment to be in. You know, to be these people, it's like, oh, well, I am going up against you like I am with 90-something other people for this contest, but you're supportive. 
you're not like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm so much better than you, you know, I'm going to place and you're not. They're like, no, you totally stand a chance of placing, you know, you did such a great job, fangirl, fanboy over everybody. You know, it was just, it was a really nice change. Everybody's a lot more mature than most of what I've run into. (laughs) Well, Sarah, just for future reference, you don't have Mm. to restrict yourself. Um, (laughs) If that was the case, I don't think we we would have made it to 139 episodes because I would probably be sitting here with with duct tape over my mouth letting Mako and Ari banter back and forth. (laughs) Oh, like I'm any better. Well, depending on the topic, I mean, at least, well, I think I'm a little more classy about it, unlike you. Shut oh. up. Burn. <laughs> Jackass. Love you, bestie. Jackass. No, jackass. Asshole. Remember, I'm your official asshole. Yes, you are my official <laughs> asshole. There's a story about that I'll tell you later about. <laughs> okay, now... Rageinator one more time. Just think, if StarCraft 2 suddenly disappeared from the world, South Korea's growth GDP would decrease by 99.9%. Don't you mean increase because all the productivity be put elsewhere? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it would be a mass suicide. I don't think they'd know what the hell to do. It's like that I don't know, I think it was that one episode of The Simpsons where everybody just walked outside, they just opened their eyes or something like that, and they're outside playing or something like that. Oh, yeah. That was like way back in the day when uh, Marge got itchy and scratchy canceled. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Back when The Simpsons were actually good. It's like, what do we do now? Hey, I still feel like funny, but I don't want to, you know, get myself killed. Let's go overthrow the North. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, all right, Sarah. What were your overall thoughts of BlizzCon? What would you think they could do, make things better, cooler, worse, or? Um, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it would really depend on what you're there for. Okay, and you were just there for mostly for the cosplay, right? Okay. Mostly, I I was there to meet people uh oh yeah another thing i did saturday was i went to the server meetups mm-hmm. for blackrock and Wormrest accord which are the two servers that i play on um you know just they might be doing away with those <laughs> which i don't think would be a bad thing just because people can get pretty heated about alliance versus horde so I know there has been some discussion about them not having them again. And honestly, as much fun as they are to go to, if people want to meet up with other people on their server, they're going to do it anyway. They're going to set up private meetups. So having that there really, either way, doesn't really bother me too much. At least with the private meetups, there's a better chance of having alcohol around. Yeah. Well, there were some vendors in the convention center who had alcohol, so... Yay, alcohols. <laughs> then again, at cons, it's sort of like, you know, you got, like, got pirates versus ninjas over there. And then for a while, it was like, right. yeah, the whole, God forbid you said Naruto or One Piece at the wrong spot and all hell broke loose, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least most of that's already gone because the fandom has decided to turn their anger towards something else, so. 
right. whatever. So, so. Uh, one thing that I really did like about the costume contest, and if I could, I'd like to give a special shout out. Go for it. Um, to Nick of Blizzard. Like, he worked so hard to make this such a positive experience, such a smooth, smooth, you know, no bumps in the road, anything kind of experience for everyone involved. He had water backstage for all of us. You know, he had people making sure that we were all lined up properly, that we had people helping us up the ramp on our way onto the stage and off the stage because a lot of people couldn't make it by themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just, he did a really, really great job. So super kudos to Nick. You're awesome. We all love you. <laughs> Thank you for making it such a great experience for all of us who competed. Um, hopefully next time, you know, it'll go just as well. We want to keep you around. Blizzard, keep him, please. <laughs> so, yeah, it just, it was really fun. Well, I think um, I think if Blizzard is smart, they'll keep them around. I mean, like they're no Capcom or Konami. Dance <laughs> <Genesis> Revolution, <coughs> Mega Man. <coughs> Sorry, something out <laughs> of my throat. Sorry, Sorry. Anywho, all right. So I think you kind of convinced uh, people out there that they should definitely go next year. Yeah, definitely. If Blizzard is a gaming company that you like, that you support, definitely try and go to BlizzCon if you can. It is so much fun. It's a slightly older crowd than most anime conventions. Um, But people are really polite, you know. They're not going to, like, bump into you and be really rude about your costume or damaging it or anything like that. Because I know a few people who had rather delicate costumes, and people were really good about getting out of the way despite the huge crowds. Well, that's good. They're a lot more considerate. <laughs> well, we will be opening the Skype line up later. You can Skype us at Anime Jam Session. So if you have questions about BlizzCon or any other topics we're going to cover real quick. So let's go ahead. Let's cover a couple of anime stories, interesting stories from Japan, open the Skype line, and kind of sort of wrap things up. Okay. All right. Now I'm I'm sitting here with um with Mako as we're going through the articles and this one here this is taking your fandom to the to 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 the next level. I mean, it's bad enough people get flack for having um body pillows. Yes, I have a Sailor Venus body pillow. It sits up against <laughs> it sits up against a wall in my apartment because I don't have any other place to put it. And if somebody says you're bad, I'm going to punch them in the face. <laughs> but this one fan of Free, uh, I think the full title is Free Iwatobi Swimming Swimming Club. This one fan printed out pictures of the characters. And it looks like to be a brother printer. My god, I have, I've been in retail a little bit too long than I should be. Should have been. This person printed out the characters and just taped them up against their walls and stuff. Full size. Full size. That's fucking weird, dudes. <laughs> you you have... No, the, the best part is that not only did this person print out the characters... To put on the walls, um, it's like it's a picture kind of thing, so that 
the um, blankets are positioned to make it look like the pictures are in bed. And the way the pictures are taken, it looks like one character is on one side of the wall in bed and the other character is on the other side of the wall in bed. As if they were in bed together. That's a little creepy. LOL fandoms. Holy god damn. Finally looking at it, are you? I'm sorry, what'd you say? I said finally looking at it, are you? No, no, I was looking at it while you were reading, but I'm just like, trying not to throw up my mouth as I wa- look at it. Face it, this is, the, this is our future. This is Generation Z that's coming in. LOL fandoms. Yeah. Alright, and this next article, I think Sarah would even get a kick out of this. We might we might have to have instant discussion about this one. The twelve most abusive women in anime. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Physical abuse is never funny except in anime. There is a widely used trope of women beating up men in Japanese cartoon that's always paid for last, no matter how savage the assault may be. Now, these are just say the most evil or most violent women in anime, and some of them may even be justified in their actions. But in hopes of bringing this grave issue to people's attention, we've identified a dozen of the most vicious offenders. Oh, there's three. There's uh, three for each of us. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Ari, you take the first one. I'll take the second one. Of course you will. <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah, see why you want to do that. Number one, Naru Sagawa from Love Heat. You ever seen an anime where someone punches somebody else and then someone else goes flying into the stratosphere and possibly trailing blood? That's frequently referred to as the Naru punch because she frequently employs it on Keitaro, the hapless protagonist of the anime Love Heat. Naru administers these punches after Keitaro cops a field, catches her naked, or... She catches him with any of their other frequently clothing challenge roommates and just basically doing anything perverted, which means it happens several times an episode. The tragedy is that every single one of them are accidents and now is being an, is beating an innocent, although extremely unlucky man. Yeah, that kind of deadens the appeal of her that she's... She doesn't even listen to reason. Uh. Like, it's not what you... And then... It's not what you... Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of Love Hina, and yeah, Naru, she's right up there with a short temper fuse with um number two. Number two, Akane Tendo, Ranma one half. Akane Tendo is a practicing member of the Tendo Martial Arts Dojo, so she's got some training in kicking people's ass. And while she occasionally does need to defend herself from fellow martial artists, she generally uses her skills more to beat her fiancé, Ranma. She does this frequently by verbally, by, because he verbally abuses her, calling her names, and just doing stupid shit that he, that he doesn't realize she is going to beat him senseless for. Wait, you're playing the theme and not the Baka song? Come on now, that was right there. That was a gimme. <laughs> Come on, you know I'm right. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I can't find the damn song. Oh. That's... Mako? Hmm? You want to say you want to take the next one? Sure. 
Winry Rockbell, Full Metal Alchemist. There are plenty of evil women in Full Metal Alchemist, but they're evil and hurting people is kind of their job. The heroes, Ed and Al, are probably hurt most by a woman called Izumi, but she's their martial arts teacher, so she gets a pass. But Winry Rockbell has no such excuse. This young mechanic is a friend of friend of Ed and Al's, but when she sees Ed has broken the automobile official arm she has made him, out comes the wrench and the beatings commence. What these attacks lack in frequency, they more than make up for in savagery. At one point, Winry literally beat Ed to death, and only Al catching Ed's departing soul, shutting it back in his body, saved him. Anime, everybody! Yeah, but the because thing that's is- how souls work. Yeah, but she only beat him senseless once in the anime. She's With always, a wrench. Yeah, I mean, she she's yelled at him, but she only beat him once. <sighs> and they say love hurts. Boy, they weren't kidding. All right, Ari. You want to go ahead and take the next one? Sure. Go for it. Uh, number four, Chi-Chi from Dragon Ball Z. Chi-Chi fell in love with Goku when they were both very young, and at the end of Dragon Ball, she had married him through trickery. No, not so much trickery as the fact that he didn't know what the hell a wedding was. Or marriage. Whoops. That's one way to trap a man. And then when Dragon Ball Z began, Chi-Chi had changed. She yells at Goku constantly for anything, for leaving, for eating, for teaching her precious son Gohan how to fight, but also for... A, running up to save the world on multiple occasions, and two, dying. Also on multiple occasions. <clears throat> Let's see. When your life when your wife is mad about you for essentially saving the world, you know you're in a dysfunctional marriage. Gigi could, couldn't hurt Goku if she tried, and tried she does, but her constantly shrieking definitely qualifies as abuse. Well, it's Chi-Chi. She may not be able to physically beat him, but she can verbally beat him. And that's going to be even worse. Yeah. Next up, Chidori Kaname from Full Metal Panic. Can physical abuse ever be considered a good thing? What if it was to save the lives of others? Chidori appears to be a regular high school student, but in fact she's one in a whisper. A mysterious group of kids who are so brilliant that can create technology way ahead of its time. Sosuke Sagara is a young soldier in a secret military organization called Mithril, who has been ordered to protect Chidori from the terrorists who wants her skills. This means he's in disguise as a high school as a high school student, despite his lack of knowledge of how everyday society works. Which also means he's trying to kill students who merely want to talk to their classmate, bringing guns to school and putting landmines in the cafeteria. Chidori stops him by stops him from hurting anybody, mostly through physical force. And I'm looking at the picture, and he's like, he has that look of, I don't get paid enough for this shit. <sighs> oh, you, Mako. Number six, Asuka from Evangelion. Asuka is probably the most famous abusive woman in anime, but it's not entirely her fault. Explaining this series requires training more extensive than most nuclear physicists receive, but her childhood was a mess. As a young girl, Asuka's mother lost her mind and committed suicide following an experiment with the EVA-2 unit, and Asuka saw the body. That had a profound effect on the rest of her life. 
growing pains aside, it's also worth noting that her job is to pilot a giant death machine against alien angels that often kick the shit out of her. And she feels every injury. To make matters worse, she's quite sexually confused, unaware that her affection for the older Kaiji will never be returned. This causes a lot of her a lot of her frustration, which she takes out almost exclusively on the somewhat wishy-washy main character, Shinji. Unfortunately, this causes some difficulty to explain metaphysical consequences that maybe results in the death of pretty much every human on the planet. So yeah. That's like I said. You can sit there and write a your seat your like your PhD thesis on Ava and you're guaranteed your degree. Or you'll go mad in the process. Mm-hmm. I think a couple of people speak from experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number seven. Naomi from Zatch Bell. Zatch is a level lovable, naive demon child, and it seems like being mean to him would be impossible. And even though pretty much every demon on Earth is out to burn his book and beat the hell out of him, it's usually not big personal because the sole reason they're on Earth is to fight each other to determine who gets to be king of hell for the next 100 years. But Naomi isn't a demon child and manages to be more sadistic than anyone else in the show. Even a guy that wants to erase everything from existence. Yikes. She torments Zach on a, Zatch on a constant basis and makes all of his downtime into a ver- veritable nightmare. He has to endure being chased, his toys being damaged, and plenty of verbal abuse, but Naomi may deserve a slight break. She's only acting that way because she likes him. Ugh, that excuse. Well... And given the description in the article, it reminds me more of the Darkstalkers saga, when the most sadistic, you know, completely out of their fucking mind character is not like the the various demon lords or whatever, but... <clears throat> The little girl who bounty hunter who dresses up like Rob, like a little red Riding Hood, BB you know, Hood, Bletta, BB Hood, whatever you want to call yeah. her. And Mr. White folks asks, "Wait, is IO Nine worth a mention?" Sometimes, sometimes they're relevant. Now, funny thing, do you know Zatch Bell is not the original name of the anime? It's Gash Bell. Yes. Yeah, obvious reason why they couldn't call it that on in in America. Yeah, just need to piss off another uh, group of people, you know. Number eight, Biscuit Krieger or Kruger from Hunter X Hunter. While her intention is to help Gon and Kalua develop their abilities to stay safe, she puts them on an intense training regimen that could easily kill them. Biscuit has no qualms with her, with using her deceptive appearance as a young girl to get what she wants, but she doesn't handle being treated like a child well. In the end, she does protect Gon and Kalua when they, or else they otherwise would be killed. She let them learn the hard and painful way first. Number nine. One of my favorite anime females, Lum. Rusei Yatsuro. A princess from a star called Uru, Lum has fallen in love with the world's most lecherous teenager named Ataru <coughs> Muraboshi, and through a bit of a mix-up, gotten engaged to him. Whoops. Now, yeah, now given that Lum is a hot girl who usually wears a tiger-striped bikini, you'd think Ataru <coughs> might be okay with this, but he's not. Being trapped in this relationship only makes him want every other woman on the planet more. 
The other problem is that Lum can't generate electricity. So when she's uh, can el- generate electricity. So when she's mad, like when Otoro hits on another woman, which he does almost ceaselessly, Lum pretty much electrocutes him. Please, it's anime. And from that, we the get ch- Ron chances Moore. are he he's likely to develop electric powered electricity based superpowers by being electrocuted like so much. Next up, another one. Another one of my favorites. Um, I got. Oh, that, Do- go for it. I'm yeah. sorry. Take it. Sorry. Dokuro, from Bludgeoning Angel Dokuro-chan. Since the series is literally titled Bludgeoning Angel Dokuro-chan, that should give you some indication of the violence involved in here. But you had the you no know, idea. In the future, a man named Sakura Kusabakabe stops all women from aging after 12 as sort of a pedophile's paradise. Oh goody. Ugh. It's a good Dokuro- anime, though. No lie. Yeah. Is it is! is an assassin angel sent back in time to kill the th- currently 13-year-old Sakura, but Dokuro thinks Sakura can be changed, so she tries to keep him too busy and make his age-stopping invention by murdering him repeatedly and then bringing him back to life. Her favorite instrument is a large spiked club. Although murdering Sakura is pretty well justified, Dokuro makes a list for refusing to leave the asshole dead. And I've seen some of it, yeah, the, the uh, ways in which he gets killed goes into the bloody hilarious it's fucking ki- definition. I ain't gonna lie, it, 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 it's, it's hilarious, so I, I like it, so. You imagine her, like, splattering his brains all over the, over the wall, and she goes, oh, cool, it made a design! Number 11, Medusa, Soul Eater. Medusa wins the award, the award for Worst Mother of All Time. She also frequently places high in the Worst Living Thing category because she's a grotesquely evil monster. But those of you who aren't familiar with her, she has a child named Krona who is pivotal to the story thanks to Medusa's experimentation. As a child, Krona was infused with Medusa's creation, the Black Blood, which forced Krona to live, in abusive, live with an abusive demon weapon for Krona's whole life. And what's more, Medusa frequently broke her child's mind with such learning experiences as forcing her to kill small animals and then locking her in a pitch-black room for days as punishment while Krona can't go through with it. Also, Medusa's greatest goal in life is to drive her child to madness so that Krona ascends to the position of demon god of insanity. This will make the world less static, which is apparently a good thing. There's also that time when she almost killed and survived by possessing a small child by killing the child in the process. She kind of did the same thing to her older sister once, but her older sister was also evil as well. So I guess she gets points for helping to stop a villain that's just as bad as she is. No, wait, no. She used that body to keep doing horrible things. Yeah, she just sucks as a person. And number 12. And number 12. Pretty much every woman in Tenchi Muyo. I think the point of Tenchi Muyo must be to see how long a man can endure being violently pulled in half a dozen directions by women who are always fighting over him. Ayaka can be sweet, but whenever Yoko shows up to antagonize her, she matches her in terms of crazy, and the real victim in their battles is always Tenchi. Then there's Washu, who claimed Tenchi as hers, but then again, who didn't do that, and made him her pet research project. 
All of them really do seem to love Tenchi, and they show genuine amounts, genuine moments of kindness to him. But their constant hitting, grabbing, screaming, and experimenting completely outweighs the good they do. Tenchi's life is basically a continuous cycle of abuse thanks to them. So are you saying Tenchi Masaki is the poster boy for domestic violence? Yes. No, Sasami didn't really seem all that violent towards him, and Mihoshi's just kind of there. Yeah, but Mihoshi... No, there ha- there were times that Mihoshi was trying to... Like, she understood that everybody was trying to get with him, and any time she could, she would basically do something to flirt with him and piss everybody off. Yeah, I mean, if you... I mean, honestly... Yeah, out of all the women in Tenshi Muya, I think Ayake is the most, probably the most violent of them all. Because she can well, be very easily provoked. Ayake tends to be violent with Tenshi. Ryoko tends to be violent with Ayake, and Washu just really loves screwing with everybody. I, I, I'm reminded from watching the OVAs when Washu grabbed Tenshi for an experiment and she went into nurse Washu mode. And she said something about doing something. He's like, no, 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 no. And then she goes, shall I use my mouth? And he just lost his shit right then and there. Again, proof they don't make good anime like this anymore. Sarah, I gotta ask you. You've probably yep. watched a few of these. So is is it is it somebody on this list? That they forgot to add. Uh, I would say possibly Winry's grandmother, because that's where Winry gets it from. Touche. I like that. All right, I'll allow that yeah. one. And I think... or possibly Misato from Ava. Okay. Because uh, she can be pretty abusive. <laughs> yeah, she can. But I love her, so... It's all good. And I think maybe... Um... Cherry and Bloodberry from Saber Marionette J. Kinda, sorta, but they never got, uh, violent with, um... With, 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 uh, Utaru. I think that's his name. I have to finish watching it. I know somebody that needs to be on this list. Who? Who? Minako. Minako beats the crap out of Artemis. Yeah. Yeah. And you know this to be true. Yes, yes I do. Because I've uh, I've basically posted many of those screenshots of her punching him, of her stepping on him, of her crushing him into the streets. What the fuck is wrong with her? I don't know. I think, we don't know of these things. I think she forgot to take our. I think she forgot her meds that day. It's very, very possible. But yeah, yeah. I she's gone a couple of a couple of rounds with Artemis, and Artemis usually comes out the worst for wear. Yeah, poor me. <laughs> oh, poor you. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go ahead and open the old Skype line. And we're going to cover our Japanese articles real quick, and we'll take your calls as well. Let me uh, clear the music cue out. Thank you. 
Well, if you want the Red Cross one, you might you can go ahead and take it, good sir. Let's just start with that one anyway. Okay. <clears throat> Japanese gamers debate Red Cross's call for virtual crimes to be punished. International Red Cross has recently been pushed for so-called hyper-realistic video games to follow international humanitarian laws and penalize players for their in-game crimes, such as gunning down p- civilians. Last night, but last month, the organization on its Japanese side posted an explanation about why it decided to press for this. As expected, gamers had mixed reactions to the announcement with some decrying the over-regulation of their hobby, while many thought it was a much-needed change in the industry. The international group said it wanted to raise awareness of the rules that we're... Real-world armed forces must abide by in combat. So, one of video, video games to follow these international humanitarian laws, just like how the games already apply the laws of physics. The Red Cross didn't name names, but it told gamers that it is especially concerned with games that evicted consequence-free torture, killing of prisoners, attacking medical facilities or vehicles, or hunting civilians. It suggested the game penalized players for committing war crimes or facing game consequence for not knowing... Humanitarian laws. The Red Cross said it hoped to make, hoped that game makers would be able to include this kind of moral message in their games without sanitizing your overall experience of becoming preachy. Yeah, I'm taking one look at this and I'm thinking, wow, GTA Five's player base would drop off in a heartbeat. And Mr. White Folks says, so what you're telling me is that the Red Cross isn't down with the 720 no scope headshot, bro? Yeah. Afraid not, Brosif. Yeah, if you were to apply this to, to to GTA or Saints Row, do you know how fast the jails will be crowded? Do you know how fast they'd be like? It'd be like actual Los Angeles County jails. Mm. Ironically enough. Yep. And I'm looking at the rest of this article. I'm like, really? Call of Duty Red Cross. I'm done. Forget it. I'm done. I'm done. I actually think it's a... In certain games, that it's a... A good thing. Yeah, but the whole idea is with, like, various games like that, the Call of Duties and the, uh... What have you, is that it's always, like... All the stages take place in, you know, the actual fighting sections. You know. Because, you know, the medics are supposed to stay behind the front lines and, you know, shit like that. Like, like one of the latest ones where uh, you shot up, a, you, you shoot up an airport and gun yeah. down c- civilians. That one, the one that made, like, shit ton of controversy and all that. That's, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know what I'm trying to get at. Yes. Sarah, what, what's your take on this? I don't know. I just think, kinda I, I I just think you don't really care as long as somebody doesn't come knocking on your door to arrest you for beating for clubbing somebody in World of Warcraft or doing a spell on them. Yeah, or See, for killing somebody in uh, Bioshock Infinite. Well, yeah. Even better. Well, I'm just <laughs> I'm just thinking that like they're trying to make the games that are supposed to be semi realistic have realistic consequences. Mm-hmm. That I get. I mean, yeah, maybe they're talking about like the other stupid ass games too. But to have the more realistic experience in the game, it's like, oh shit, you shot your own person. Game over. 
Because if you shoot somebody on your side, there's going to be hell to pay. Unlike in most games where it's usually a inconsequential penalty or, oops, like, oop, game over flag, got to back up to the next, last checkpoint. A mild inconvenience. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Made Cafe Robert gets away with $130,000 in yen in Akihabara. Police say Monday night that a Made Cafe in Tokyo's Akihabara district was robbed of 130,000 yen. That's like what? About $130, give or take? I thought uh, it was like $1,300. I think yen is like like $100. Yeah, yeah $1,300. $1,300, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one yen is like one penny. Yeah. It's like 100 yen to a buck, give or take. Mm-hmm. According to police, the robbery took place at 8.30 at the May Dreaming Cafe. The police quoted that, saying that the man who had been a customer approached the register as if to pay for his bill. Surveillance camera showed him pulling a knife out and grabbing the employee by the collar. After forcing her to put all the cash in the till in the bag, he ran out the emergency exit. The employee was shaken but unharmed, according to the police. Police said the man stayed in the store under the guise of a regular customer for over an hour before approaching the register. The suspect is said to be in his 20s, roughly 170 centimeters tall. He's wearing a black suit and sunglasses. Well, that's an easy way to find him. But why would you want to rob a maid cafe? Why do? Why does anybody want to rob any place? Desperation for money? Yeah. Desperation for money, thrill of just doing it. I forget what a program it was, but it was like some animated program where, uh, like, one guy breaks and like, like tries to knock over a fast food joint, and like two of the main characters are, like, you know, trading insults back and forth. They're like, yeah, three jewelry stores in this block, and this idiot knocks over a taco stand. <laughs> you should be taking anything out of this place. It should be a job application, you dumbass. Sounds like something that's on The Daily Show. (laughs) Alright, alright. It's getting late. We need to wrap things up. So, we're going to bring in our last break, and then we're going to wrap shit up when we get back. So, Alright then. Okay. Cool. We'll be back.
One hour, 41 minutes. That's not so bad. And we're actually ending pretty good. Can't complain about that. We're a lot more organized than we have been in previous weeks. 
That's, uh, Ari, that's because we have more females on the podcast. They tend to keep us as organized as possible. But the thing yep, is, we don't even smack around organized. the bed. Wait, 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 wait. Organized? I'm keep organized? I've seen my room. I'm organized. <laughs> Mako, I'm trying to throw you a bone here. Don't throw me false bones. Sarah, you see what I have to put up with on a weekly basis? I'm staying out of it. God damn it. I'm just, I guess I'm stuck He's in the middle. He's a smart one here. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess she wins the pot of gold, huh? Wait, there was gold? I get shinies? Yes, you get shinies. Son Whee! of a bitch. <laughs> See, Mako, if you clench your rune up and you're organized, you would notice there was a thing of shinies. But now you don't have the shinies because Sarah has the shinies. Now you have to explain. I'll share. Me. Okay. I'll share the shinies. There you go. That way you don't I'm have to. I'm not going to be greedy. Okay, well, you don't really have to explain to Missy what happened to the shinies she gave you. Yay, shinies. <laughs> Uh, if you like what you heard, send us a send us an email at podcast at animejamsession dot com. If you have questions about the show, suggestions, ideas, flames, and so forth, we'll read them on the show. We haven't gotten any emails, but it's there, so drop us a line, or just head over to animejamsession dot com slash contact us. We have a form. Tell us what you think. Send it on the way, and we'll listen to it. And definitely check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. We're having some slight photo issues that I'm working on, but don't worry. We'll still be posting our articles as per the norm. And also, that's where you can always find our podcast. If for some reason your site is blocked at work because of filters, there are other ways to find us. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio Pro. And I say that because they have an app for iOS... Android and PlayStation 3 which is pretty cool uh, definitely check out our YouTube page youtube.com slash TV. Uh, I'm trying to get the uh, Castle Point videos out but it's that damn dating game I look at it it's like and I go to my fridge and I'm like there's not enough alcohol <laughs> fuck you, you, can, you can skip that I give you permission to skip that I can't skip that yeah, I give you permission. <laughs> no, no, no. The only reason I fucking I... <laughs> give you permission, damn it. <laughs> You're only saying that because you don't want it going up. No, I don't. Well, too bad. <laughs> Fucker had me sing. Damn it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, god damn it, Rageinator. He's like, can we make the Red Cross watch the Star Wars Christmas special? <laughs> That's kind of cruel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we get in trouble with the Geneva Accord for that, but whatever. We'll burn that bridge when we cross it. Exactly. Did you bring the torches? I got my lighter. Sweet. Definitely check out our personal YouTube pages. You can find me at DJ Ronma S. Ari is at Ari22682. And Mako China is at Jupe Luna. Sarah, by chance, do you have a YouTube page? I do. And Sweet. I also have my um, BlizzCon voiceover. Ooh. Up on there, if we're, anybody wants to watch it. We're probably going um, to link that in the, on our Facebook page. All right. So, all right. So, can, so what is your YouTube name so the, so the awesome listeners can find you? Serafita. 
There you go. Twitter. Same as everywhere. Serafita. Make it simple. Yeah, I don't want to confuse too many people. Yeah, Mako-chan. Shut up. <laughs> Twitter. You can find us at twitter.com slash session. The one source for all... Where you want to find out what our articles, photos, videos, anything on our website, cons that we're going to, everything that is going up. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at DJRonMaS. Ari is at the Ari Man. Mako China is Yovidea, and Sarah can be found at Serafita. I said that right, correct? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> it's bad enough I have trouble with names at work. Facebook. You can find us Facebook.com slash anime jam session. And if I take a quick look at the numbers, two thousand six hundred and thirty-six fans. And we lost a couple. It's okay. They'll come back when we when they see more awesome photos and videos that are going up. And I know I was supposed to have the Nauticons, Comic Cons, and AAC photos up, but I'm waiting on waiting on Doc Soccer to get back to me because she's designed a new uh, logo to put onto the photos, and I can't wait to put that on there. So definitely. So those will be up as soon as I get that logo. We'll be on our little way. But if you want to follow us individually on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjeronmas. You can find Mako at Mako-chan or Makoto Mako-chan Kino. Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. And you can find Sarah at Serafita. That's Serafita Serafita Cosplay. There we go. Serafita Cosplay and Serafita Patches, right? No, just Serafita Cosplay. Then why the heck does Patches keep coming up? Um, probably because I have that listed as my employment on my personal profile. Okay, now I know. Now I know for future reference. Whoops. Damn it, okay. fa- damn it, Facebook. You only had one job to do, and you couldn't even do that. Mm. But definitely check us out. Like I said, we're on the Vogue Network Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with an encore presentation Thursdays at 1 p.m. It's the Vogue Network, Voice of Geeks. We're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network. If you like books, music, television, pop culture, British programming, especially Doctor Who, we got Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pop Culture, and Understation Live. These are some awesome podcasts that talk about what we just what I just told you that you would like. If you're into World of Warcraft, I know one of us on the show is definitely into it. <laughs> yeah. You can definitely check out Wow Wednesdays. It's Girls Gone Wow at 12 noon Wednesday, followed by Horde House Live uh, at 10 p.m., both Easter Standard Time. And if you like us at Anime Jam Session, you should check out our friends at Electric Sisterhood. They're kind of like what we do, but more from a female perspective, and they don't go off the rails as much as we do. They're on at 8 o'clock, so definitely check them out before you joy ride on into Anime Jam Session. But if you like talking about video games, independent gaming, gaming culture, the gaming lifestyle, all of that, you want to check out the focal shows of this network, the cornerstone of the Vogue Network programming, the Power Block. It's the Bobby Blackwell Show starting at 8 o'clock on Sunday, followed by Orange Lounge Radio, Sundays at 9. Orange Lounge Radio is like probably the longest running uh, video game show on the internet, which is pretty freaking cool. If it's not the longest, it's one of the longest running. Ah, alright. Last words, we will start with Ari. 
<clears throat> I found a video of Tave Zande singing the theme of Pokemon. Oh, I've you... given up on the internet. What? So you mean tell me you didn't see the theme? You didn't hear the theme of him singing the opening to My Little Pony? I saw that one, but I discarded as that as like nope. <laughs> Come on, Tay doing the Pokemon? I think that sounds pretty cool. Ooh, new Bashmania. Sorry, I'm on YouTube as I'm watching this. Fair enough. And Ray Jane goes, when are we going to see a Wrath of Khan Khan? Dragon Con 2014, probably. Uh, I have prior commitments for 2013. Mako-chan. I really wish I had gotten a picture of you breaking into my house. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I really, really, really wish we would have rigged that back up so that I could get a picture. Do you want to explain that real quick? Um, <clears throat> Sunday we were going out to pick up last minute crap for dinner, and I locked my keys in the house. So, I couldn't get a hold of my mother to find out where the spare key is in the garage, so I was looking for windows to that were left open, and remembered that the very front window was left open. Well, I wasn't going to hoist my ass up into the window, so... I made Ronma hoist his ass into the window. <laughs> so I, I, I had a black man Break. breaking into my house. And in a as private was, neighborhood. Yeah, in a private neighborhood. And as he was, like, hoisting himself up, the hood on his hoodie fell forward. So, <laughs> no! <laughs> so, oh, my so, God. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was really, really... It, was picture worthy and needed to a picture needed to be taken but I was unable to because the window does not stay up on its own and if I would have let go um, it would have fallen on him so yeah I did not get pretty pictures of crazy shenanigans and what did your and what did your mother say about that she had that was funny as hell my mother said something about how um, she's so glad that the neighborhood watch is a uh, was it uh, that they're that they're so functional, and then she said something about fucking old people sitting on their couches on their ass. <laughs> it's something about like yapping dogs or some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because they complain about yapping dogs shitting on their own uh, own lawns and don't do anything about black people breaking into houses. For those of you who have been listening for the longest time, in case you didn't know, hi, I'm black. (laughs) Or at least he plays one on TV. Yeah! I think Sarah knows that firsthand when when we were talking, hanging out at AAC. (laughs) Yeah. This is just an exoskeleton, so... (laughs) Yep. I see, my last words. Um, My voice isn't as strained. But I do know I'll be doing a couple of shots of Tussin before bed, and ooh, Gundam Build Fighters, new episode I gotta watch. Uh, Sarah, last words. Mm. Thank you guys for letting me geek out about Blizzard and BlizzCon with you. It's always really exciting to be able to do that. And much love to everyone who was part of the BlizzCon costume contest, the Blizzard team who helped us out. And everyone in the BlizzCon costume discussion group on Facebook, you guys are fantastic. I love you all. 
And Mr. White Folk says, dude, tell me you guys don't live in Florida. I could get sour real quick. And I said, worse, New Jersey. <laughs> I still say I still say they should pass a moratorium to rename the state to Kevin Smith. Mm. I don't know about that. I one. mean, come on. Manchester Township Kevin Smith. That sounds cooler. It does. See? It it does, but at the same time, I would rather them just rename Red Bank, like okay. Smithland or something. Okay, I can get I can get behind that too. Okay, thanks for listening to us geek out and go nuts for like almost two hours. So we'll be back next week. New episode. We'll all be here one way or another. If somebody's dead, we're digging them out of their uh, casket. So I know Reray's. Yep. No, no, Arise. Sorry, Arise is the one that brings it back to full health. Arise prevents death. Yeah, just make sure. Uh, I just, I just don't want to have to uh, do a roll check. But anywho, <laughs> <laughs> see, somebody got it. <laughs> I actually just did um, Scarlet Monastery earlier today before I came on tonight. Ah ha ha! So, so I'm Ronma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Serafita. Thanks for listening. We will be back same Vogue Network time, same Vogue Network channel. So, I'm out of here. I need ice cream. <laughs> as noble enough a reason as any. I need to get dinner. Ooh, dinner. I need to go to bed. Sleep is for the week. Yeah, well, this fucker's weak. Alright, fine. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Mm, should I be nice? Should I be nice? Nah. Goodnight, Mako-chan. I'm surprised you didn't trick. I'm surprised you didn't get Sarah to do it instead of you. You're so, I thought you were good. Huh? Never mind. Guess what? What? Shut the fuck up. Aww. <laughs>